Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We are here doing a mock draft today. Our first, it's been a while since we've done real draft coverage, but before we get into that, uh, I oh sick, is that is that up to date? Our camera broken. Love that for us. Uh, well, cool. You don't need to see us for this. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get it fixed in a minute for you, Chad. But we did want to start off the show on a little bit of a somber <laughs> note. Un- we, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. The yeah, sucks. The DN, not the NVR, but the Avalanche Media Group lost a compatriot yesterday and Rick Sadowski has been doing the job for a very long time. Yep. Very well liked by everyone in the, in the media core. So, uh, condolences to his family, of course, and hope they're all doing okay. Yeah. Guy that's going to be missed for sure. Yeah, he was, you know, Rick was one of the few guys when I first started that was actually willing to have conversations with me Yeah, and, uh, would acknowledge that I existed and stuff. And so he was one of the few that really made me feel like I was welcome and that I belonged and that, you know, that, hey, as long as you're there to just do the job, it's all good. Yep. Um, and I love talking to Rick. He was a, he was a, he was a fun, he was a fun guy to spend time with in the locker room as he, uh, he used to like make like little bets with me on the, oh, I bet <laughs> this guy won't talk today. I won't bet that guy won't talk today. It was, it was, uh. He was just an he was an interesting guy, and uh, I was very fond of Rick, and it was really sad to hear the news of his passing. And um, you know, obviously, condolences to his family. It was, yep, it was tough. It was that was tough last night. Yeah, finding that out never fun, but do appreciate Terry Fry going out of his way to let the community know. Yeah, because it happened um, happened what last week, and mm-hmm. none of us were in the loop on it yeah you know? so it was um whole thing was tough yeah it anyway uh obviously again biggest thing is hope his family's doing okay and yeah send them some some good vibes if you can uh Beyond that, the Avs news, obviously Gabe Landeskog's news coming out this morning that he's going to get uh, replacement surgery for the cartilage in his knee. Uh, Not a doctor, not going to try to explain to you exactly what that entails, but what we do know is he's going to miss all of next season. Yep, Uh, and that was, we had talked about, hey, they need to figure out what he's doing, some kind of certainty here of a timeline and what they can do with that $7 million. Yeah. They can now freely spend that $7 million. Uh, if you think that that gives them an opportunity to keep a JT Comfer, I would still say very unlikely. Um, what it should allow them to do is maybe be a little more aggressive in a one year market. Yeah. Um, You're talking because, about rentals here. Yeah. yeah. You are having a conversation of um, the two things I think I would expect them to do with that money. It's not go out and give Tyler Bertuzzi a six-year deal. 
Well, so I, um, the, this, this money gets spent one time. They are expecting Landis Cog to come back. This is the that's the thing I want to dispel here is the whole point of this surgery for Landis Cog is for him to miss this next year yes. and then he can come play hockey again. Correct. If we were talking about a situation where he might be done, he wouldn't be getting this surgery at all. He wouldn't even try. Right. So the expectation is not that this is it for Landy. It's that he needs this year to recover, get it fixed, and then he can come back. Right. And so the, the, the plan that they are going to operate within is this one is he will, they, they will not be spending that $7 million over multiple years because they won't have it available to them. If this goes, if this works and he comes back Yeah. now, if they fast forward to one year from today and he's not, he's not any better and the rehab is not going well. Then you cross well, that bridge when you get and, there, for sure. You know, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. Then you start having a serious conversation of he's really not coming back. Yeah. This might be done. This might be LTIR forever. And uh, then you could start to make a long-term commitment with that $7 million. Yep. This year, for the next 12 months, anybody, anybody that thinks uh, that the avalanche are going to make long. This opens up the door for long-term commitments for the avalanche is incorrect. Mm -hmm. They will not, they, they have that money for a year. Yep. So, uh, they can be a little more aggressive with a one year deal here and there for a guy, but it also means that they can save a little bit of that money and then keep that money for the season. If they wanted to for trade deadline. Yep. And and this is stuff we will get into this off season. I'm sure we'll talk about targets. Just not today. Today we're doing a mock draft. We're we're talking draft today. Yeah, but we wanted to start with that's obviously the news of the day yeah. with Landis Cog. We'll get into all that stuff um, as as the summer goes on. We'll be talking about it. Um, I will say, I mean, Chad has already decided that Landis Cog's not coming back ever. We don't know um, that you know Mark Mathot is one guy, Lonzo Ball is another guy who have had the surgery. And have had their struggles. Um, it's a pretty high success rate for non-pro athletes. Yeah, for pro athletes, it's not great. So, and I look again. There's, there's reasons. There's reasons for concern here, but also this is the best route for them. Yep, they decided this was the best. This was this gave them the best chance to get him back into an Avalanche uniform. Yep. So that is going to. You know that's that's what you wanted to see. You wanted you wanted to see uh, them make a decision. Yeah, right. Know what to it's, do with that money. They've got a <laughs> they've got a year to spend it. You have that won't be that's not money that's available to them long term at the moment. You have as much info as you possibly can in this moment now. Yeah, and and you know again the recovery will go how it goes. You solve that when you get there. I mean, I don't know why you would say it's a long shot when you don't know. Yeah, I. Yes. The the surgery success rate is right around 90%. And again, pro athletes obviously have a different level For of sure. what is successful, but you don't know that. Yep. It, it's, I mean, unless there's a doctor in our chat that does this surgery, it's pretty unlikely that you have in-depth knowledge on exactly how it operates. But Lonzo, Lonzo Ball's rehab has not gone well at the moment is why I say it's not gone. It, it's not a great outcome so far. Yeah. There's not a ton of confidence. And if you want to connect the dots, the Chicago bulls team doctor <laughs> is the one that's performing the surgery. 
who's the one who performed the surgery on Lonzo. So, you know, if you're looking for a reason to be pessimistic, I would say there it is. Sure. But yes, he's still very much rehabbing. It is still, we're there. All right. We're at the, we just have to trust the trust that the doctor knows what he's doing and go from there. We'll see. Let's get into our actual topic of the day and the unbelievably predictable and arguably worst case scenario for the Colorado Avalanche of the Chicago Blackhawks winning the draft lottery. The NHL writ large. Yeah, not wrong. There was one excited fan base last night. And had had he gone to Anaheim or had he gone to Columbus, I think there would have been a bunch of people that were like, cool, good for them. Yep. And it would have been like, cool, they they can use a star like that. They get a superstar, it'll be fun. It being it it being Chicago was everybody's worst case. Yep. I mean, we would have also said St. Louis, but I had that one gone through, it would have just been like, what are the odds? Like (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh but Chicago was it was the predictable choice that no one wanted, unfortunately. Um, and nah, no, I, I don't think we have to get into the whole debate of. Yeah, we really don't. It doesn't matter. What we're we're in the world that we're in right yeah. now, and we're just gonna. This is kind of the unofficial. I guess it's really the official start of our draft coverage this yeah, year. Pretty much, um, we're gonna get to know the draft class a lot better over the next two months. Um, so we're starting with a mock draft today. Who might the avalanche pick and what might the, what might all these other ones do? Yeah, I, it should be interesting. I'll, I'll be honest. My European coverage so far this year is not great. It's just my, my big problem with the, with the, is the Russian players this year. Yeah. You, what do you even do with those guys? Honestly, how to, cause there are some Russian guys in this draft that you really, really like, Mm -hmm. um, Beyond Matvey Mitchkov, obviously, but I think what I think Mitchkov is going to be a major X factor, and we're going to see where he goes for us. But yep. it, it it's going to get really yeah. interesting. There's right? there's a serious the Russian factor has always been a thing that's existed where some teams were just more uncomfortable with drafting but them than others. This year, it's just ramped up but so much. It yeah. is ramped up way, way, way more. Yep, uh, because of. You know the ongoing global war in circumstance, and, yeah, exactly. Where and we've seen there have been a number of players who've had some odd circumstances. Things have happened, uh, and it's just a tenuous situation. And we don't know how the next few years are going to go. Yep. Uh, but at the top of this this draft, there are very very few questions. Um, it's another year where it feels like the draft probably starts at three. Certainly for number one in Chicago, it's going to be Connor Bedard. Yep. Uh, there's never been any doubt he's going number one overall. Yep. Projected and justifiably so is the, the next generational player after McDavid. He's just special. I don't know what, don't know what else to say about it. He's yep. an unbelievably good hockey player. Yeah, I mean, we. The, I think the word generational is way, way, way overused. I agree. Um, but, you know, we talked about this a little bit already yep. this week, but uh, he is the real deal, man. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just crazy good. Um, I think the draft starts at three. Maybe you could make an argument at two. Well, so at two, you have the conversation. The, the conversation obviously starts with Adam Vantilli, yeah. uh, the kid out of uh, Michigan. Yep. Won the Hobie Baker as a freshman, right? And has been was a point per game player in Michigan. Was yeah. a, a, one of the best freshman seasons in NCAA history. Yep. Um, 
you know, in the company of Paul Correa and Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. And while Jack Eichel obviously has had his issues in the NHL, you're still talking about a very, 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 very good hockey player. It, it's um, it's kind of funny how many parallels there are to the McDavid Eichel draft. Really, there's but, a lot of them. Yeah, but yeah, I you know it when you talk about a kid like that that can do play at that level at 18 in the NCAA. That's to me. That's the closest in North America you can get to what some of those kids in European leagues do, where they get to play against pros. Yeah, at at as teenagers, absolutely. Really. So I get the competition level. Depending on where you're playing in the NCAA, can be a little suspect at times. But Michigan is playing all the big boy teams. Yep. So I don't think he's particularly close to Bedard's level. But I also yeah. think he's pretty clearly the second best player in the class. Yeah, and uh, I would say if Fantilli was a was a eligible last year, he'd be the first round pick. And I think if he was eligible next year, he'd probably be the first 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 overall, overall yeah, no, first round pick, first overall pick. Yeah. Um. So that's the kind of talent that we're talking about. And for the record, there's a pretty good American player coming at the <laughs> top of next year's draft. <laughs> it's man, I every year you're. You try and convince yourself of something or other. I don't. I don't know how much I believe in next year's draft class as a whole. But. Oh, I don't know either. But <laughs> I like the kid at the top of it. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, they've got. They. They. I think that's. You take Vantilli, um Leo Carlson is the other guy that we could have that conversation with. Let me do ask you though: Is there a temptation for Mitchkov here? They already have Zegros. They already have Troy Terry. They already have, uh, I've already forgotten his name, Mason McTavish. So you have two centers, and then I guess Terry, we can probably leave Terry out of this, but he's already 25, and we'll see. But you've got Zegros and McTavish as your centers down the middle. Fantilli. My problem is uh, you're... Obviously, Fantilli's great, but if you waited three years on Mitchkov and drop him in... So the other thing, Monte Mitchkov has a three-year contract to stay in the KHL. Yeah, and and this is my problem, is you just named a bunch of dudes who are already in the NHL on their roster. Okay, but they're really, really young. I hear you, and and they could. Like, I think it's possibility for them. But I look at a team, you know, I I don't know if Mitchkov gets the six. We'll talk about this in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A team that's a little further away from maybe being there with all of their prospects, like in Arizona. Okay. I think it starts to make more sense for so just spitballing, but had these result these lotto results been flipped and it been Anaheim at one and Chicago at two? Do you yeah, think it would have been? I, a I more think of Chicago seriously considers it a lot more than than Anaheim would. Okay, I'm cool with that. Um, so no on Mitchkov to Anaheim. I would say no. Okay, I'm not going to push it. We we do need to move along. We yeah. have a lot of picks to yeah. make. But, Long way to go. Um, yeah. So Adam Fantilli to, to Anaheim, I think is we're, we're going, we're starting off safe here. Yeah. One, one, two is one, two. Yeah, all right. We're, we're not, starting off safe. We're not, uh, let's get to pick three before we do something bold. All we're right. Not getting, we're not getting weird up in here. Uh, so now we're at Columbus. Now let's get weird. I'm bored. Okay. Well, no, I, I'm, wait, what do you think? I mean, I think Leo Carlson's overrated. Okay. Well, why do you think Leo Carlson's overrated? Because I might be leaning where you are on that. Uh, so it's a couple things for me. One, I think the SHL as a league is overrated. Uh, I think it's okay. been surpassed by the Liga. I think even the the German leagues are competitive with that league at this point in its in its career. 
Uh, certainly, I think the KHL is better. It's a league where... It, okay. I, I think scoring is in a very interesting spot in that league because yeah. it's down relative to other international leagues. We're also seeing more and more teenagers start, start to well, have impact in the So really it was, it was Finland that started this trend. And now you're seeing all the other leagues kind of catch up on this idea. Okay. Uh, of like, uh, we're talking about 16, 17 year olds. Yeah. Starting to break into these right. leagues. Um, and, and with Carlson, one, I'm always skeptical skeptical of these guys who jump up lists because of one good playoffs. You saw it a couple of years ago um, with uh, what the Russian kid's name. I can't remember his name. The Rangers took. Anyway, not important. Uh, I'm just skeptical of that because I think much like I feel about goalies, any prospect can have a good month. Yeah. I want to see a little bit more consistency on the offensive side out of Carlson. And that's where my concerns okay. really start to come in. I'm a little, I'm a little iffy on yes. Crafts off. That's it. Yes, it was. Kraftsoff. Um, boy, was that a predictable outcome? Yeah. Uh, I, so my thing with Carlson is that everybody talks about him as a center. He's a win. And he plays, he spent almost the, the NHL, entire, he's a wing. He spent almost the entire year playing wing. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, if you're projecting him as center, then why isn't he playing center? You see a lot more centers move to wing as they move up. Yep. Because the competition gets higher and they can't handle it. Yep. You don't see as many wings move to center. It, so for me, I was no, just like it, the fact that he's already moved to wing, that dude's a wing in the NHL. It's Right. It's so, so hard to move from wing to center at the NHL level. Yeah. And so this is where I end up with Leo Carlson and where I don't, why I don't want to take him with Columbus. Because I'm not sold that they're getting a center. And uh, I, I like his upside and I like his scoring. And I like, there's lots to like about Leo Carlson. I, he's a mature kid. And sure. I like all of that. But I look at a guy like Will Smith and I think that he's so dynamic. And I think I'm that here he, for this take. <laughs> I think he jumps off the ice to you. Yep. And I and I think that Will Smith is the kind of do everything, blazing fast. Like he is the perfect guy to drop between Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Laine. Boy, and to put him next to Johnny Gaudreau would be super fun. Well, and then and then you have him and you have Kent Johnson. Mm-hmm. And you have and Sillinger. All, all of a sudden, you're oozing with skill in that and top you are, six. And you, yeah. you have so much skill. But with a guy like Sillinger, you've got a really heady two-way guy who's developed that kind of... He's kind of his career has been very reminiscent of Ryan O'Reilly's early yeah. career with a lot of defensive growth those first yeah. couple of years. Really hard minutes. Yeah. Not a lot of cushy, I'm going to go score lots of points. You know, Matias Michelli type things no. where... Very, very sheltered. Phil Deneau style more. Kinda, yeah, like yeah. a lot more. Yeah, Phil Deneau might be a better for, for Sillinger. Um, and I I think that, uh, you know, I, I think Will Smith has got to be tempting for Columbus. And I, I love the fit. That's where I, I love go. the projection. I'm, I'm all in on this take. I'm, right. I'm about it. I'm cool. about Will Smith. Let's go three, Will Smith for sure. Columbus. San Jose. <sighs> San Jose, indeed. 
Uh, and for the record, no, I am not considering Matvey Mitchkov for Columbus. Not, not for Columbus. Definitely not. For San Jose? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I'm interested, but San Jose is in such a fascinating spot I just, here. They're, they Because they're stuck with Hurdle's deal and Couture's deal. And, and Carlson and Vlasic. They have so much old guy money tied but up But they're right also now. just not competitive with those guys. Right. So, I mean, they play hard. <laughs> that, that doesn't make them competitive, but... <laughs> Their defense is bad and their goaltending's not great. So <laughs> I I just don't see so the reason again that I consider Mishkov for them is I don't see how they get competitive in the next couple of years. Because they're yeah. like they need to figure out what they're doing with those guys' deals. They need to figure out where they're going as an organization. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to turn it around quickly, then obviously, no, they should not take Mitch Cobb. They need someone who's going to get to the NHL a little bit quicker. Well, and this is where you look at Leo Carlson and you say, this guy, given the way that they've handled William Eklund, mm-hmm. I think that's been instructive. Now, Eklund had a little bit more of a, he really needed to work on the defensive yeah, side of his was, game. He needed some empty strength there. Yeah. Um, and instead of just saying, ah, oh, we'll figure it out. They've been very... Um, careful mm-hmm. with Eklund's development. Do you think that that informs on how they would handle Carlson where maybe Leo Carlson doesn't drop in this year, but you give him the one year, you yeah. give him an AHL year. And yeah. then in two years, he's in your NHL lineup. I think and if you love him in training camp, you just, you, you can just of course, keep him, of, of course. course. I, I think that's what my plan would be. Uh, you know, uh, open, open plan, of course, but again, especially for me, kids coming out of Sweden, I always worry about them getting up to speed at the NHL level because Sweden plays on international ice. Very slow and defensive. Yeah. And and North America, you get there, and they'll adjust if you give them two months. But if you give them a training camp and then they're playing at NHL speed, that comes at you really, well, really it's, fast. I mean, it's tough for any 18-year-old, any league, you know. Of course, but I'm saying it's amplified even more for some of these international kids just because of that that change in pace of not just the ice being smaller, but just the style of gameplay. Yeah. It just comes at you so much faster. Let me, let me ask a serious question here mm-hmm. because I want to bring up Ryan Leonard. Okay. San Jose has a really long track record of plucking kids out of the NTDP. Yeah, yeah. out of the NTDP. And, and we just took Will Smith. Out of them. So they, yeah. don't, they don't get a shot at Will Smith. But Ryan Leonard, he just had an awesome U18. He did. Including scoring the golden goal. <laughs> he is he's a good at everything, but a guy that the intangible that he has that you absolutely, that he oozes is he's ultra competitive. And you want you want maybe a culture fit where, hey, this guy is going to walk in here and he's going to try and absolutely dominate you every single shift. He's sure. going to go all out. He's going to give maximum effort, a total gamer type. I, I always worry about taking guys that project as power forwards in the top five. Yeah, I mean, I always worry about taking power forwards. Just in general. Scary. Yeah. But the thing with Leonard is, is for a guy his size, he does skate very well, which which does fit well in the modern NHL. Does it all, man, and his <laughs> and has finished very strong this year. 
I, I, my question is, do they need a center? Like, are, are we living in a world where they're saying, okay, we're moving on from hurdle or we're continuing to. No, I don't think they're getting that cute with that. I think they're just looking at it and saying, we want the best prospect that we're not waiting three years for. And with Mitchkov. Uh, you could convince me. I think today, I, I say I'm down on Carlson. I'd still take him at the top five, to be honest with you. Okay. I'm cool if, if we want to go Leo Carlson here. I think he's good, safe. San Jose is happy that they get a guy like this that falls to them. He raises the floor of that organization, and you get him. You get a guy like Eklund. You start to feel like you're starting to build for, for the future pretty seriously. I'm I'm happy with with Carlson okay. in San Jose. I'd put it that way. All right, Leo Carlson, it is. Um, Montreal at five. They're not taking Mitchkov. They no hard no. My my question with Montreal is: Can you talk yourself into taking a defenseman? No. You you think it's too high for Ryan Bacher? No. no. Okay. I don't know if it's too high. Uh, but I just, I, my answer would be no. Just no? Yeah. I okay. think this is a Ryan Leonard spot. And I'm perfectly comfortable with that. I'm not going to make. An, I, I, I think that that is a, that is a great, that's a great culture fit. Yep. That's a guy that's going to come in there and he's going to check all the boxes that Ken Hughes and Marty St. Louis are looking for out of their young all guys. The try hard that they're looking yeah. for. And they're going to love, they're going to love the all around everything that he does. Um. A guy that I would also have a conversation about here would be a Dvorsky. Okay. Um, convince me. I, I just think that that's a, that's a guy that you... I mean, the the U18s that he just had and, is very encouraging. And when guys that finish on a high note like that usually have a little of that draft helium, makes it easy to fall in love. You get to see... you You're left a little wanting... I, I, all these dudes with draft helium, I, I always wonder, cause you see the combine every year, stop yeah. some of that hype or, or, yeah. or well, gain other the, people. This of, is the hard part with the mock draft. It, right. of the it's day pretty, after the it's lotto. pretty early yeah. to be doing this. We don't sure. have the combine information. Yeah. We don't have official heights, weights and all that stuff. And there's always the interview process, yep. which always changes the math here on, well, we really liked this guy, yeah. but he had a bad interview and we really loved this guy's interview and that guy's going to go. That's why a guy like Ryan Leonard I'm I'm comfortable with because that's a that's a guy I think is going to interview off the off the charts. Yeah. So so we have our we have our top 5 on the board here uh that we can show you in a second which I ask me again in a month and I doubt the top 5 looks the same. Yeah, I <laughs> the one that I have least confidence in is Leo Carlson at four. That like there's I would a, say the, that, that's the one that I could be talked out of the most. I think where well that's I I love the other a, two fits. I could one hundred percent see Leo Carlson fall out of the top ten depending on how things go. There's no like, way that happens. I I don't think it would either. If he got to six at Arizona, there there would be it would take a massive malfunction. A massive malfunction. Well, it's Arizona, so I mean <laughs> you you would it would be it would be idiotic for Leo Carlson to drop past and I mean a a team like the Caps that wants to compete again very quickly, a guy a, a drag and drop kind of guy. 
Like that. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. I refuse to believe this. Okay. He's uh, just he's just too safe. There's too much upside. He's too Swedish. All right. Well, let's let's move on to Arizona then at six. Cause another This is where I want to have the Reinbacher conversation. Mm-hmm. Because I, so they have six and twelve. Yep. Reinbacher will go before twelve. He certainly should go top ten, yeah. There's no way he gets past St. Louis. Okay. There's just no way. He's just there. They need they need a defenseman so uh, badly. Uh, he's size. He's right-handed. He you, fits he fits uh, all the skill you, things. How far want. away is he though? It's a fair question, but with St. Louis, they need anything on defense they can get. They need their that is the weakest part fair enough. Uh, of their their thing. Like fair enough. Yeah. I'm not gonna argue on the yeah. on the team side. Somebody bringing up the draft order. This is the draft order as it is today. Uh the abs will potentially move up two spots. Depending on who depending on in round Seattle, two. Dallas, and the Toronto Florida one wins. looks pretty likely. Well, yeah. it, you know, until it happens, right. I'm just it's, saying. Not a fi- it's not. They, a it could yet. they could still move up to two two spots is what what we're saying here. They will definitely move up one because Dallas or Seattle will move depending on how that series ends. But this is the order as of today. Yep. So it'll be a little bit different. The top sixteen are correct though. Yeah, the top sixteen are set. In, that's set. We're done there. Yep. Um, so with, with Arizona, again, we're going to talk about him every pick till he gets picked, but Mitchkov. So I definitely think from where the team is at, yeah, that he makes sense. Is that the kind of team that would take that chance? That's my problem is Arizona has not been the type of team to do things like that. I would love, I would love to know Craig Morgan's input on this. Yeah. I, um, I just his, I, historically Arizona has not been the team to go out and deal with the Russian factor in a normal yeah. year, let alone a year like this. Right. And three years from now, you drop Mitchkov into and we don't know who they will draft and whatever. But you if you have if you still have the guys that they have at forward right now, and let's move. We'll, we'll remove Schmaltz because we think he'll, he's going to get traded. Most but likely. Yeah. You have Clayton Keller. Lawson Kraus, Logan Cooley down there. Logan list. Cooley, yeah. Matthias Michelli, the other geeky brother. Yeah, I, I mean, how far away is he? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't but, know. Yeah. But we're talking the Mitchkoff window, three years. Yeah. You would hope that that guy's in your NHL team. Barrett Hayton had a bit of a breakout this year. Yep. What do you think? I mean, Mitchkov, Mitchkov the, joining up. So the part of it is in three years where they get to continue to be bad for one more year, that guy won't help them. But he'll show up in the middle when all these guys get into their primes. You know, when Logan, when Logan Cooley and, and, and the other geek, I could I keep calling him the other geeky. Like, I don't know his name, but <laughs> I just like calling him the other geeky. <laughs> Same Con- thing with Brandon Tanev. He's, the, he's, geeky for the he's worse Tanev. Uh, my, so my question is this one, how much do you believe in the Barrett Hayden breakout? What is that guy's ceiling? Yeah. Two. Fair enough. Do you think Logan Cooley can be a one C? You're going to try. I think he got drafted with them trying. And and three, can Matvey Mitchkov be a guy like a Kirill Kaprizov in the sense of can he run an offense from the wing for you? Well, if you go out and sign Austin Matthews in free agency. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, and you just yeah, drop sure. Mitchkov into the... You see, you see where the appeal of uh, Mitchkov of like... To, if Austin Matthews years, drops into your lineup, I'm taking Mitchkov 10 times out of 10. But Austin Matthews is kind of the problem there. <laughs> okay. 
And, and that's that's my one reservation is I don't know how much I believe that Logan Cooley gets to that level. And uh, I, I okay, so we've talked Reinbach, we've talked Mitchkoff. Is there anybody else on this list that we really want to tell you? You know, Zach Benson, obviously. You, you might can Zach Benson and Logan Cooley together. Zach Benson, just like this, like just just an absolute insane amount of puck skill. Zach Benson would be the guy Arizona takes for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I don't want to do that to them. <laughs> okay. I'm not tempted by Zach Benson here. I, me personally, either. I think Arizona might be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anytime. I, I mean, that guy could be a monster. So if it works out, I feel yeah. like, I feel like Zach Benson, I've said Zach Benson's ceiling to me is Mitch Marner. Yeah. But that's a long way to go to that ceiling. It's a really, really high ceiling. I look, you know how I feel about these things. Uh, I think defensemen are just far more important generally. I but would... again, they've got to pick at 12. Yeah. Is there I, such it... a drop off after Reinbacher to. I mean, are you a huge. Sandy are you a believer, in, a believer in Pelica? Like. I like his game. Okay. I, I mean, I, he, I, I don't know why I asked. Of course you do. He's the amazing skating defenseman in well, draft class. And uh, I, I like Reinbacher better, for the record. But okay. is the drop-off from Reinbacher to Sandine Pelica so large that you're like, hey, we've got to take this guy here? I My fear is that... And is this overthinking it? Because if you do like one of these forwards and think the forward is going to end up a better player then you just than Reinbacher, you the, should take yeah, the forward, take right? Um, my fear with that is I think both defensemen could be gone before 12. Okay. I, I certainly think it's possible. <sighs> but if, if, you're, if you're hard up for, for one of the centers here... You can you could go that way. I, I'll let you make the final call on this one. I feel like I've made the final call on a bunch of them. I mean, what's the other conversation? Are we talking about Oliver Moore here? Like, are, are we talking about Dvorsky? I, uh, yeah, maybe. I, I just don't. I I struggle to see a better option than Reinbacher unless you're throwing the hail mary of a Mitch Cover or a Benson. Man, I would love. No, I'm. If they take Andrew Kristall here, they that, get what they deserve. Don't do that. <laughs> um, great puck skill. I was literally giggling while watching him skate last night. Uh, YouTube responsibly. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Andrew Kristall is this year's definite YouTube responsible responsible yeah. uh, guy. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, let's make a decision here. My vote's Reinbacher, but I'll defer to you. I'm cool with Reinbacher, man. I, it makes sense. They need it. They need it. They just need uh, David. David Reinbacher. Gotcha. I was like, who's Ryan? Yeah, sorry. Nope. David. His name's too big for our graphic. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the same thing with Sandine Pelica, where when they get when they give him the jersey. Yeah, it would go all the way from yeah. like armpit to armpit. <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh yeah. on that note we are brought to you by the fantastic people over at breckenridge brewery the official beer of dnvr you can get yours down here at the bar with eight different kinds on tap or if you're not local you can still drink your breck brew they're everywhere in the united states use the breck beer locator online to find it near you at breckbrew.com you can also check out breck brew's amazing merch if you're uh if you're in town 
you ought to get down to the Breck Brew Farmhouse. Great place to go grab a beer, maybe some uh, some food. Also, based on our last time there, their uh, their breakfast and brunch specials are amazing. Oh my God, dude! So we we were such big fans. They ran out. They literally day. ran out of their brunch special, which was like a egg burger thing. Oh, uh, it was the breakfast burger bowl. Yeah, a burger with egg in it, just like yep. thrown into a bowl, yep. and it was. Amazing. Cannot recommend it enough from Breck Brew. Also brought to you by Fubo TV. You can go to FuboTV.com uh, slash, is it DNVR? Yeah, I think it's slash DNVR. Uh, to order yours today, you use that or the DNVR code. You get 15% off your first month of Fubo TV Pro. Uh, you can use that QR code on screen too. That also works. It's it's just like regular television on your TV. It's literally just a cable package, which you turn on, you watch whatever you want to watch. Uh, you got NHL games coming up on ESPN. Fubo has you covered for those. whole bunch of other uh, other events coming up as well. If you're a golf fan, they've got, what, it's, which one is it? I don't know, the golf tournaments, that order. Is it the U.S. Open next or is it the British Open? I forget. Uh, it doesn't matter. I actually have no idea, man. I believe the French Open for tennis is, is coming up as French well. Next. So I know, I know that one. The tons, French Open is on its way. Tons of sporting events coming up. I'm excited on to right use now. Fubo for the French yeah, Open. Yeah, there you go. This is the first time I watched the French Open in a long time. I don't like clay. So. Is anyone going to win it? Yeah, that's a. <laughs> I mean, the answer is yes, and it's not going to be a guy that you want. <laughs> Because that's why I don't watch the French Open. I, that tournament's decided before it begins. Uh, it won't be Rafa. <laughs> it's changing of the guard. Finally. We've been saying this for a decade. <laughs> anyway, lots of sports, lots of regular television and movies as well. You can check it all out with Fubo. Go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR to order today. Uh, all right. Let's let's get into the the meat and potatoes of this draft a little bit as we yeah. move on to seven. These will start to speed up because yeah. we'll have way less we'll to have say less about to individual say. picks. So. Yeah, so it'll be quick. Uh, Philly yeah. needs everything. Yeah, I think Philly. I think Philly. I'm I'm good giving them Oliver more because I just think that that's exactly like that's a yep. Philly guy. Yep. Uh, not a little bit more grit and jam than like a Benson or something like that. Yeah. How I think I think they're probably really disappointed not to get a shot at Ryan Leonard. I yeah, he's he's Philly made through and for, through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I my question really quickly since we're going with another NTDP kid. Do you run into a little bit of that this year? You know, you have you have three kids you're arguing about in the top 10 for the UNTDP uh USNTDP and then there's like a handful of other kids that could go in the first round. Are we running into that? Are a little bit of these kids maybe rated too high because they're playing on a really good national team? I don't think so. No, you think they're no, legit? I'm not worried about it. Okay. I had a lot harder time with the year where they were they're like, oh, there's 14 draftable guys. And you're like, how did they ever lose? <laughs> Including a first-round goalie in the entire defense. Like, what the hell? Yeah. That was a lot tougher, and that team has borne a lot of fruit. It's, so. it's worked out very well in most cases. Uh, eight with Washington. I think it, this, I don't think Mitch Kov gets past eight. And nope. Nine. I was saving Mitch Kov for these guys. Really? Yeah. This is the easy Ovi. Ovi probably is like, Hey, I, I, they can't make a decision around Ovi. Yep. They are not going to be, they do not want to be drafting in the top 10 anytime soon. 
They clearly have no problem with the Russian factor. This is Mavay Mitchkov. This is an easy Mavay Mitchkov landing spot. Yep. I, I 100% agree. I, I think that's easy. The talent is too much for him to fall out of the top 10, even with all these other factors. He's just too good. Yeah. Uh, didn't even have the conversation for the Flyers because I think there's a sense of urgency with the Flyers where they're not... They're, for some reason, waiting. convinced that they're trying to get back to winning now, which yeah. I think is the wrong decision, but that's where their organization is at. If a Flyers fan comes in here and says that we're idiots and that Danny Briere will definitely take Mitchkov, I'll listen to you. <laughs> I, I, I'd be open to that. But from the outside looking in, you don't really feel strong nah, about I, the direction of that organization right so now. So I talk with the... The uh, Broad Street Flyers people, oh yeah, semi regularly, and they want Mitchkov. But from what they're saying about the org, it sounds like that's not in the cards. Okay, so you have Detroit here, and as yep. much as I don't, uh, so which Swede can we give yeah, them? If Carlson was still on the board somehow, it'd be the easiest yeah. slam dunk of all time. So I think Zach Benson is a major that injection of skill. Uh, I think that Dvorsky is a really interesting I, guy see, here I the think, center. I think Dvorsky is super interesting. For I them. also think that they are obsessed with Swedes and uh, Sandine Pelica is yeah. right there. Yeah. That said, a lot of investment in defense in recent years. Mm -hmm. um, Simon Edvinson. Uh, I already forgot the German kid's name. Cider. Moritz Cider. <laughs> thank you. Uh, a lot of first-round picks, uh, a lot of high picks used yep. on defensemen in the last four years from that organization. I, I just think projection-wise, Dvorsky makes so much sense for them to drop in behind Larkin. Mm -hmm. He can be their future 2C. Okay. My question is, does it happen fast enough? Yeah, I mean, they're still, like, obviously they're trying to make a jump right now. And with Andrew Kopp hanging around, you know, now si hanging around, he signed long term. Four more, five more years. Um, yeah. You you do have kind of that conversation of mm, maybe you can get away without it. Yeah, yeah. I my, so my thing is, I think Benson's the better prospect. Oh, but I, I think higher might ceiling be, for sure. I think Dvorsky might be the better fit. Again, this is this is someone I'm trying to project <clears throat> as a a little bit more of a well-rounded two C, okay. Than a you know Benson. If everything goes right, that dude's an offensive one C for you, right? Now, does he get there? I, yeah, we don't have to get into that. My my thing is, and I know I just talked about how the SHL is, you know, I have reservations about it. The counter argument to that: take a look at someone like John Luke Foodie. Who went over and played in the Swedish third league even mm -hmm. when he was younger for two weeks. Sure. But look at a kid like that able to go over and play in that league for a little bit and how he was able to transition that into an AHL career where he didn't really have any trouble adjusting to pro hockey. Yeah. So I do think in that sense, yes, coming to North America can be tough, but it prepares you for professional systems a whole lot better, I think. Yeah, I and mean, it prepares you for the structure that you're going to face. Exactly. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I, I really do like Dvorsky here. It would not surprise me at all if they go with Pelica. I'm, I'm good with Dvorsky, man. I think okay. that's... I think he's a really... I think he's a guy that we're going to hear a lot more about in the next yeah. month. Yeah. And if this guy got drafted four spots higher, would not blink. 
Ooh, top five might be tough, but but yeah. I think that's I think he's the he's the guy that I have picked for teams to fall in love with. And sure. Zach Benson is the guy that I've picked for teams I, to fall I'm, out of. I am love with, with you on Benson here for sure. Yeah. And I love Benson personally. <laughs> I think my problem with Benson is I think the floor is he's not even close to an NHL player. Yeah. And it, the ceiling it, is he's Mitch Marner. That's the bust potential is just yeah. too high. With and with yeah. Benson, that's my major, major concern with Benson. Yep. But I think if you're St. Louis, you're looking at Benson and you're saying, okay, Benson We're or at, Sandine Pelica. Yeah. Yeah. You're at 10. Is there, there's not really another defenseman that you, because you're not looking at Dmitry Simashev. There's a Russian factor con- to, to consider with him. Yeah, and beyond that, there's not really another defenseman that you really I mean, love at this part of the it's draft. It's just too early for the rest of the D yeah. in this class. Yep, I, 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 it's going to be hard to find another D you really like in the top twenty. Honestly, um, yeah, I yeah, again, I always default to the defenseman. I, well, I just think that that's the organization's biggest need. Yep. Now you could easily make the argument that. If you're trying to solve St. Louis's problems on defense with this pick, Simashev is the better pick. He's okay. he's got the size, he's got the kind of range, the agility that they could really, really use because their defense is made up of a little too many samey. You start talking about Krug, Falk. easy to play yeah. against, which you which know Pelica Nick Letty does like kind guys. of. Project is that well, and yeah. Sam Pelica projects in that exact mold, but better than those guys are currently. Yeah, you know, and then they the same thing. Scott Perunovich down that line there, like if they want to keep, continue to do this Kelly Rosen thing, Sandine Pelica is way too much of the same. It's a fair point, and that's where I think Zach Benson. They could just say we're taking a chance on the skill. We love the I, skill. Well, I, we're going with the, we're going with we. We don't, we don't want to be drafting here again anytime soon. We're taking the best player we can. I'm good with that. So I think Zach Benson yeah. is my guy I, here at St. Louis. At a certain point, the, the skill ceiling just becomes too juicy, right? Yep. So. And, and and when you do look at Sandy and Pelica, you are just saying, oh, that's great. This guy's going to come in. He's going to look exactly like four of our other guys. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm, I'm good with that. This is our top 10 of our first mock of the draft season. I'm I'm so excited a month to look back at this yeah. and be like we were so stupid. everything after two is just not even in the ballpark total garbage <laughs> yeah and it's only going to get worse from here so <laughs> uh, yeah Van- there are going to be some picks we don't even really talk about coming yeah. up yeah Vancouver at eleven I mean Vancouver is such an organization in shambles I don't even know what you do does it even matter who they pick is it just going to be a disaster. Uh, so this one, I think Sandine Pelica is actually a great fit. Okay. Because they could they could use some more puck moving help. Um, obviously, Quinn Hughes is great. Sure. But it, you don't look at, you look at Winnipeg's defense with Josh Morrissey and you yeah. say, well, you've got one guy that can move yeah. a puck and a bunch of other guys that can't. You need, you we need, need some more. help here. Well, it, I, not that they're the same type of player, but 100% could see Pelica as a guy who, who, slots into a second pair and roll very similar to what Sam Gerard does on the ads. Absolutely. I think this is a great, I actually really like this comp, this comp. Um, I love Kay getting, uh, getting us the scoop that they're trading 11 for Josh Anderson, which would be the most <laughs> Vancouver, Vancouver Canuck don't thing. Don't do that. All mad. Please. He's got a great shot and he plays a heavy game. 
Dude, he's gonna be great next to Pedersen. Just watch. Twenty points next year for that team. Dude, if they it'll be it'll be twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll happen in thirty five games because he'll get and hurt. And then he'll the rest just be broken. Yep. yep. Oh, brutal. So yeah, Sandine Pelica for the Canucks. Great call. We've done a great job. <laughs> uh, this Arizona second pick. I love I love this pick because we've taken the defenseman and now we don't feel bad about yep. whatever now we you do. Can slam dunk a forward of, we of can, whoever you want. We can really kind of figure out what we want here. So let me let me throw a couple of names that I really really like here. Okay. Okay. Braden Yeager. I have fell out of love with Braden Yeager. Sure, I think a lot of the NHL has, but. With Dylan Gunther and the way that he is your sure, goal scorer. You just feed the shit out of him. I get it. Yeah. Braden Yeager maybe loses some appeal, but you can never have too many goal scorers, right? Uh, sure. Same conversation with Colby Barlow. Yeah. So again, it comes back to, hey, do you believe in Logan Cooley? Because Barlow's a wing. Yes. If you want a wing... I, I think I probably lean Barlow. If you want a center, I might even take Nate Danielson over Braden Yeager. Okay. We can have the Danielson conversation in a sec, but the other name that I want to bring up is Matthew Wood. Oh, that's a, I actually, the guy that I, has been on a major rise, just an absolute tear. And it, it's, it's interesting with him, right? Because he is playing in the NCAA. He's a point per game player. Bra- Braden Yeager. <laughs> he's not, he's, he's making a meme about attack on Titan. Uh, AJ's not a weeb. Sorry, chat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing with Wood is how much do you believe in him playing at UConn where there's not really any other talent well, playing so against lower caliber competition? How much, how much heavy lifting is Tage Thompson's NHL <laughs> success doing for Matthew Wood's draft stock? <laughs> because Tage Thompson was a large-bodied, yep. goal-scoring wing at UConn. Who could walk in and do one thing. <laughs> and you talk about Matthew Wood, and what is he? He is a large-bodied, goal-scoring wing at UConn. Mm-hmm. I think he's a more well-rounded player than Tage was at UConn. But you look at Tage Thompson's success, and you go, yeah, but Tage did it, so why can't Wood do it? I don't know the answer to that, but I will say, if you don't love Matthew Wood, man, I... Yeah, he looks like a lightning bolt for an organization. My one concern is the skating isn't amazing. Okay. It's not like terrible, but in a league that every year it feels like is only getting faster when it comes to the skating ability. That's my one hang up with wood. Okay. But I honestly, you brought that up and to me it's, it's him or Barlow. Okay. I, I think I love the idea of Wood in that organization where center wing, it doesn't really matter right now. They're still just collecting talent. Sure. I'm fine with that. Cool. All right. Let's uh let's yeah. let's kind of speed through Fucking these next couple round of picks to get through the sixteen because these Buffalo, next these Pittsburgh, next handful of picks are kind of whatever. Yep. Um you know, these aren't organizations that we are intimately familiar yep. with. Yep. So um I am good. Buffalo. I think we're picking from the same. Uh, Gabe Perot is another guy that I think in this. Sure. has been majorly on the rise. Yep. And is a guy who's finished his season really, really strong. So I want him in somewhere in this conversation. I'm, I'm down. Can put him there. We're not making any assumptions here. We know all these picks are going to be wrong at this point. So. 
Gay Pro works. Yep. Pittsburgh, they always seem to find talent with picks like this. Um, I, uh, to me, yeah, I, I, so Pittsburgh, I think should be looking for a quick path guy. And I, I wonder if that's a guy like Edward Saleh. Okay. Yeah. If you're going European, sure. Uh, because yeah. you can drop him into, you can drop him into the AHL quickly. He's, like, he's got the pro him, experience. Yeah. You can get him yeah. onto an accelerated path too. The NHL. I, I kind of like Danielson there, but you've convinced me of Saleh. I, I mean, uh, there's like, I I think Gulyayev. Yeah, you could have. You could, or Simashev would if be. If you want to go D. Really, but I'm scared of the Russian thing. Yep. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with how the league is going to value Russian players. Yep. And their ability to get Russian players to come across the pond. Yep. I'm with you on that. So I think a couple of these, those are the two guys, Simashev and Gulyayev in particular. Just don't know that what I to think do I'm, with. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to leave till the 20s. Yep. Just out of out of fear, the expectation mostly. of falling, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's totally fair. Okay. Um, Nashville, Nashville. So this one is, uh, I like the fit with Jaeger here. I was gonna say Jaeger too. because so we agree on one. They need they need a high upside, like yep. a guy that if this guy he doesn't have an amazing draft here. Nashville's been looking for a one C for a billion years. Well, Why not try again? If they break through with this guy, then they have they one. could get yeah, an absolute right. monster. Do it through the draft instead of trying to trade for it like they have for the past decade. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you drop that guy into a lineup, and if he lives up to that to that potential that he's had attached to him for a long time now, yep. And they end up, you know, with with him and a guy like Thomasino. Mm-hmm. It could work out really Man, well. I don't like, if I don't like hits, where that's headed. Well, or Braden Yeager's a total bust, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing with that yeah. pick is that whoever takes Yeager is going to be in. Is they're going to they're be swinging for life. the fences, yep. for sure. Um, uh, Calgary at 16. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to give them Riley Height here. It's a guy in their own okay. backyard. Yeah. Uh, the WHL, easy for them to scout. Yeah. And a guy we really haven't talked a lot about, but I think is is destined for this portion of the draft. Middle of first, yeah, yep. agree. I'm good with Riley Height to Calgary. I just hate everything that comes out of Prince George, but that's a personal vendetta. So, oh my God, have we forgotten about Barlow? Yeah, he's he's definitely great. Let's slipped. give let's give Montreal Colby Barlow. Perfect. On that note, we are brought to you all by the people over at Pins and Aces. Uh, you can go get your Pins and Aces merch, official golf apparel merchandiser. At pinsandaces.com, you can get a good chunk of change off and free shipping when you use the DNVR code with them. Uh, go check it out. They've got a bunch of good stuff. I know AJ and Megan were showing off their hats on the other the other day. On I, the wore my, I wore my hat in studio the other day. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, I, uh, the orange one? Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. That's it. Yeah. So they've got tons of hats, tons of awesome colors. I don't, our avalanche hat is down in studio a, so we can't show it to you, but they have one like that. They've got polos. They've got pants. They've got the whole nine. If you're going out on the golf course, check out their beer sleeve or their liquor stick. You can be the coolest guy in your foursome when you're giving everybody drinks. It works out the best pins and Check them out today. And then make sure when you're looking good, make sure you can look good as in C with shady rays, go to ShadyRays.com. You don't do things good, you do them well, Rudo. You know I don't write for these exact reasons. I'm right? just saying. Uh, anyway, go check them out. Go get your sunglasses. Go make sure your eyes are good instead of getting blinded by the sun. Uh, 
tons of different options, not only uh, shapes and sizes, but they have different polarizations. You can get different colors. If you're a gamer nerd, you can get their blue light stuff. They've got ski and snowboard goggles. You name it, they've got you covered for staring at things in your life. So go check them out. ShadyRays.com. If you're local, they have a brick and mortar at the Park Meadows Mall. Uh, use the DNVR code and you get 50% off when you order two pairs or more with Shady Rays. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast as we get into the latter part of this mock draft and things are going to fall apart in a hurry here. I was like, we're going to save these two Russian guys for Yeah, the no, 20s. Detroit's taking one for sure. <laughs> Detroit is on the clock here and I think Detroit should take Guliev. Okay. Why over Simashev? Um, because they've got so Mo Sider, Simon Evanson, I'm forgetting one. Um, I know I'm forgetting at least one of their guys there. And then they had the big breakout from the guy who got the contract this year. This is Detroit has broken my brain. Apparently here. We'll just look it up. Um, I think their defense is looking good, but I think they could really use, they could really use a puck mover, a, a really dynamic, Puck carrier, a, a guy that attacks. Wallman. Thank you. Jake Wallman. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm here, especially the way you saw Cider play a good portion of this season where still very good player. When you wonder if you get a guy that can help you with some of the power play responsibilities, you maybe right. drop him to Take two. some weight off his shoulders. Exactly. Maybe yeah. keep him a little fresher for some of the other stuff. And you get a guy that will be very effective attacking with the puck like Gulyev. I'm I'm absolutely here for this. Man, is Moritz Sider not just what Eric Johnson was supposed to be? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. You got it. All right. Well, so Winnipeg here. Yeah, this one actually affects Colorado a little bit. Winnipeg here, I'm there's there's two guys that I'm actually curious about. One of them is Simashev. Sure. Because they like, as long as Chevy is still making the decisions the up decisions, there, yep. the big hulking D, but one that has a little more agility than a guy like Logan Stanley doesn't play with that same physicality, but you love the size. You love what he, you, you love kind of the all around what he can do. He's not as physical as you'd like for him to be given at that size. Sure. But I, I mean, I think that's. Not super unusual for Russians either. Exactly. I mean, Zadorov is kind of your one like the exception outlier yeah. where like this guy just kills dudes. Yep. The other guy, the other guy that I've got here is Hanzek, Samuel Hanzek. Okay. Where it just feels like we're getting a little late. Well, so that's how I feel about Barlow as well. The problem is with Winnipeg, they'd have to blow it up for that to be interesting. I just them. I think that with Perfetti. I hear you. And Brad Lambert. Already on the way. They might have some of the... And Kyle Connor signed long-term. Yeah. They might have some pieces in place already to kind of... If you add another forward to this. Yeah. You could really start to see where they move on from Shifley and Wheeler. Yep. And maybe if they need to, Nick Ehlers. And that that's where, like, I maybe lean Barlow. Uh, well, Barlow over went to Montreal. Hanzek. Oh, did it, did we? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Right okay. before the ad break. Then, then Hanzek is good. We yeah. just willy-nilly just decided right. he was a Canadian. He, so. can't, he can't get that. He was just too deep in the draft, right? Yeah. That's a, Hanzek's um, good then. I'm good. I'm that. also having this, a similar conversation about uh, guys that I think we need to seriously look at here. Uh, Andrew Cristal. Yep. 
And Nate Danielson. Yeah. This is 20 is right around where I have Danielson projected, basically. Okay. So I'm good with Hansek to Winnipeg. Yep. Uh, I actually really like the idea of Danielson to Chicago. They get Bedard and Danielson. Yeah. That's so nice for them. <laughs> yeah. And then JT Confer gets to be their 3C Yo, that they pay $5 gosh. million. Dollars. That's, JT Confer is just going to live the charmed life of playing behind insane centers his entire career. <laughs> oh, I laugh because I don't want to cry on camera. Because you're going to cry for sure. Uh, Seattle at 21, which probably won't actually be well, we'll Seattle. See. But if Seattle, be. if Seattle wins, then they drop all the way down to 28, 29, 29 30, 31, 32. So yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. I can't count. Yep. Yeah. So they drop all the way down to 29. Yep. Which, you know, who knows what happens yeah. in that world. It's, as of, as of right now, I really like the, I, I like guys that are available. Crystal. Would make sense I for them. Would They're not an organization that worries so much about. Uh, they have not shown the inclination to be obsessed with skating. Nope. They're, they look they're like one that perfectly hey, happy to play grinded out mucky yep. hockey. We'll just we'll just take skill. Yep. In the twenties, so I think Andrew Cristal is a great fit there. Happy for happy to go with that. I, the one thing now. All right, the Wilder on the clock. Who is the one guy left that we think is going to be the biggest bust that we can get them? <laughs> Uh, in this range, I think I've, I've always thought Dragasevich sucks, but he's probably a little bit too far out. Yeah. I, what I don't get about Dragasevich is the way that he plays. He, he attacks and he attacks yep. and he attacks. And he just doesn't do It doesn't accomplish it. anything. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same. It's kind of the same problem that you have with Tanner Melendek, honestly. Where yeah, this okay, guy, I can buy that. The guy attacks, and you love the, the he gets involved, and he goes after it. And but what is he actually creating here? Not a ton. And <laughs> that was kind of my that's kind of my thing with with Dragasevich, is that I just don't I don't know that he's actually doing a whole lot when he gets involved in in stuff. I'm I'm here for that take. If we're giving Minnesota a bust. Cool. Dragasevich it is to Minnesota, just out of spite. <laughs> yes. Because that's how we're going to operate Pure on the app spot. Because this draft, it, mock draft isn't going to be right anyway at yeah. this point. So we might as well have some fun with it, right? We're just trying to get our, we're just trying to work our way to the apps pick at this yep. point. Yeah. We're, we're just, we we're could just have simmed these, these picks here. Honestly, probably should have simmed them. Yeah. Um, let's I, give, uh, let's give Columbus. Callum Ritchie. Okay. I like him. I'm here for it. He has a cool name. <laughs> he does have a cool name. I just think Callum's a great name, man. Really? I, I would not name my kid Callum. Well, I wouldn't name my kid Callum either. <laughs> I'm not going to name my kid anything because I don't want a kid. But... Also, in the NHL, I just assume that I won't like anyone with the last name Ritchie. But... Uh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I let me do. I'm curious. Uh, we started to get into this part of the draft here. Do we consider a goaltender for these teams that have multiple picks? The Columbuses, uh, San Jose is going to be on the clock here in a second. Yeah, for Columbus and San Jose, I would not for New York and Nashville coming up here. But well, Nashville's got multiple picks too. But, but they also, have Askarov. Yeah, <laughs> they've got Askarov. So yeah, all right. Uh, I, I the Rangers, Dmitry Simashev. Yeah. This is one was 100% submission for me. Okay. Easiest pick ever. Okay. I'm good with this. 
feel Tiff's doing a great job. Yeah, keeping up, she's keeping up with the speed. We're just like here. bam, bam, bam. <laughs> pop she's it doing, off. She's doing an amazing yeah, job yeah. keeping up with us. Just, just like yeah, this sounds good. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Ethan Gautier is a guy that I wanted to put next to Jaeger intentionally with okay. Nashville. Sure. And just give them a very like offensive yep. punch oriented yep. uh, go, draft. Go full forward. It facing. feels like they need to break through at some point and quit dicking around with all this will be interesting because it will be the first non David Poyle pick. Yeah. In their history. And so I am really, really curious if they are gonna start with and Barry Trotz, you think defense. Two way guys. Why he's gonna go out and he's gonna be like, find me. Like yeah. he's gonna be like Gavin Brindley, five foot nine, explosive <laughs> offensive player. Let's go. The exact opposite of what he was as a coach. Yeah, exactly. Uh Sharks at 26 very quickly here, and then we can talk about the abs pick. Yep. Uh let's give them Quentin Musty. Okay. Are you just picking funny names now? No, man. I just don't want to talk about him for the abs. That's fine. Good good talk. I mostly want to talk about defensemen for the abs. Yeah, all right. Let me take you to the church of Oliver Bonk for Colorado. Okay, so Oliver Bonk is your guy. <laughs> yep. All righty. <laughs> um, Tanner Melendeca is going to be mine. Fair enough. So let's have this conversation. Oliver Bonk versus Tanner Melendek. All right. So here's the thing about Oliver Bonk, and I understand this is probably going to turn a lot of people off of on him. Uh-oh. What happened? No, nothing. I oh, just okay. you said it's going to turn a lot of people off of him. And okay. I'm not going out. I I am just not worried about offense with Oliver Bonk as the pick. Okay. Given where the abs are at organizationally, I think this guy is the best fit for the team because they don't have anyone left in the organization like this. Their one real quality defensive prospect is Sean Barons, who can do a little bit of everything there, but. As we've talked about a lot, the majority of the Avs top four is set and forget. Kale McCarr's there. Bowen Byram's not going anywhere. Sam Gerrard isn't going anywhere, or if he does, it's probably so they can keep Devon Taves. Okay. So you have that. You're you're not worried about sorting out your organization's top end of their defense. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think Oliver Bonk projects that high. I think he's probably a number four. Okay. But you can drop that guy into your lineup. But you are, first of all, we're talking about the 27th pick here. Right. Um, when they actually pick, it'll probably be a 25. You, they're likely does this, to move I, does, I don't think that changes the changes, conversation a lot. I'm just saying. Changes nothing for me. Yeah. Um, okay. So... You're you're worried about you're you're more focused on I just want a good player that fills a role. Good player fill, fills a role. Fills a role that right now there's nobody I, in the organization I, to fill this role. I do like his floor as well. So you think he's safe? Yeah. Safe I, I, death, I know you hate this. I know you hate this. Safe as death. I, I don't I don't I don't for the record I'm not out on it. In the top I'm not out. In the top fifteen, I'm with you. Safe as death. Yeah. 25. Eh. <laughs> well, in 25, where you're talking about, you're an organization that has specific holes. Yeah. You're not Nashville or San Jose where you have a second pick and you're kind of just YOLOing it, right? Yeah. You are talking about you have specific holes. Yes, he is Roddick Bach's son. Yep. So you are talking about um, you need something a little more specific here with 
with this. Mm-hmm. And Oliver does not give you that offensive upside. It doesn't. It just doesn't. And if there's one, if there's one thing about Tanner Melendek that you absolutely are not talking about being a big thing here, mm-hmm. it's that you have <laughs> Sam Malinsky. Yeah. You have Ryan Merkley. You have Sean Barron's. Those are probably your three best prospects on defense. Yep. All of them are offensive defensemen. Yep. Tanner Melendek, offensive defenseman. Yep. He's going to be a guy that attacks up the ice. Well, and on one hand, the Avs have done a really good job of getting quality players out of guys like that. Right. And if you go and you get a guy that fits, I mean, this is a why I why I like Melendek is he fits who they are. He fits their style. Sure. He size wise, it's negligible. He's not, he's not big, but he's he, not hurting you. He's yeah. not, they won't be fans. Won't be having the same conversation with, like they do with Sam Gerard, right. where they're right. like, come on now. That guy's not five foot 10. <laughs> so you, you do have with Melendek, you are talking about, this is a transition player mm-hmm. for a team that loves and, and lives and dies with its transition. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, do you trust Tanner Melendek in a if you get into a postseason series? Are you looking to play at how quality he plays? hockey on the back end? Are you looking you? at how yeah. he plays on your third pairing yeah. and saying I trust this and, guy? And th- this is why I want Bonk. <laughs> this is where you can sell me on Bonk being he is the better fit there. I would also. Do we want to have the goalie conversation? Personally, I wouldn't. Okay. If I was Colorado, my I, big thing here is there isn't a goaltender. There isn't an obvious goaltender, a, a real first. Round Most of the goalies yeah. that I think that uh, are intriguing in this draft class are second, second round rounders. grades. Yep. Yep. And that's where, Hey, you've got the one pick. If you really, 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 really like that goaltender and you think that, Hey, we, our system could use this guy. Cool. Try it. Yep. But doing it just for the sake of doing it. I don't know about that. I think I think we'll go with we'll give you the win on this. I'll give you the Oliver Bonk. I think um, so. That means it'll definitely be wrong. But <laughs> oh well, I don't think it's going to be either one of these guys because I think when this pick comes up, it'll be in Arizona's hands or yeah, somebody else. The Avs won't even own this pick. <laughs> so <laughs> a fair point. It is still my belief. Um, and then I don't I don't want to ignore it, but uh, one of our homies in chat, big fan of. Uh, Tom Willander. I I liked what very very little this I've seen. This is just a guy him. I don't know a lot about yet. It, I've watched like so. one highlight video on YouTube, and he was interesting. But t- to say I have an opinion on him would be unfair. And this is why I left him out of it. <laughs> yeah. Is just because I he's ranked in that area. Yeah, he probably belongs in this conversation. This is just day one of our coverage for this year. The fact that we got through a first round mock is something I'm a little amazed at, yeah. to be honest. We had to work hard to get this one in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, hey, look, we made it through the abs pick. We're not going to do the rest of the first round because we don't care about them. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and also, they're completely undecided, the order of those picks. I will but. say, in the middle of this, uh, in the middle of this show, uh, Craig Morgan did text me. And say what? Uh, to say that if we wanted to do another mock draft later on in draft season, yep. we're going to try and get the, the whole, whole company from CHGO and PHNX to do the all-city mock dra- NHL mock draft together. Where everybody will have assigned teams and we'll do whatever, whatever, and it will be a lot more in-depth than this one. 
but it'll also be pro- post combine where um, we'll have a lot more info on exactly. kids. Yeah, exactly. So this is a this is our this is our introduction yep. to draft coverage this year. Take this one as a super rough beginning, and it's gonna be going hard yep. from here on out. Uh, the guys that got drafted between uh, one and about twenty, you probably don't need to care too much about because they're not gonna have a real conversation yep. about them. The Avs will not be involved in that at all this year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine them trying to move up with just the. I mean, why would that thing? Why would you move have. up when you could trade it for an NHL player? Mm, you could move back and that back. I'm I'm here for that. Up, I don't understand. I'm just saying. All right that that would that would be the only world that we got in that required people to care a whole lot about Riley Height. <laughs> Fair We're enough. Just picking somebody in the middle of the draft. Fair enough. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap this one up for uh, you. We both believe, yes, Andrew, for the record, we both believe the F should trade the pick. Oh, yeah. But yeah. until they do, we want to make sure we that have we, to be we ready. cover the bases yeah. and that we've talked about the draft. So when draft day rolls around, we aren't all sitting around going, I don't know who these guys are. We're not, the, we're not, we're not <laughs> we, ever going to be the unprepared yeah. beat. Let's be you know honest. how hard this graphic would have been if they made me trade stuff? That would have sucked. <laughs> yeah, we're trading no, we're this pick. That. You got to move it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, honestly... No offense to the other outlets, but I think we're the only place that really covers the draft well. And True. we're going to keep doing that. So, yeah. All right. We're wrapping up today's show. We appreciate all of y'all a ton. Uh, yeah. More content coming. I, I guess it's Jesse and Megan tomorrow. Yeah. So. Jesse and Megan tomorrow. The two of us are off. We will be back on Thursday and yep. Friday of this week. Yep. I imagine that our two at-the-rink homies will have some at-the-rink conversations. Sounds about right. I would say look for a lot more of the Landeskog conversations They will tomorrow. talk about Landy a bunch, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. they will get into that, the presser that took place today because that's their role. That's this what is they our do. role, yep. and this is would have been great had that presser happened tomorrow morning. Would have, yeah, it would have been perfect for us if it went that way, but... <laughs> Anyway, we appreciate all y'all a ton, and I guess we will talk to you on Thursday, but the pod will be back tomorrow.